again we went on our wisconsin death trip we bled for days Oof. i'm of course your host jeremy standing here once again in my jesus christ pose as always and i will say i'm usually pretty user-friendly but lately it's just been so fundamentally loathsome that it's killing me it's just killing me but i'm back with my mechanical animal and speaking of him, let me introduce him. My co-host is always. He's been in a kind of coma white these last few days. Not really laughing at much, but he doesn't want to be dissociative. So he's going to hop right back into this as he bled for days. But he knows the speed of pain. And he's going to push it through. As he sits in his room a thousand years wide drawing flies. Motherfucking Chancy Grife. Yeah, Chancy. Okay, I didn't do that. I didn't do bad that one. Yeah, not bad, <laughs> man. I definitely would have a better one if I wrote if I wrote it down first and edited it. But whatever, I'll I'll deal with it. Yep. But yes, faithful listeners, we are back once again to once again judge another rock contest. Which it seems to be a lot of rock lately. We haven't been on to the rap in a good few episodes, but we'll get back there eventually. It all depends on what our guest brings, and that's the fun part of it all. But our guest tonight, I was on his podcast. Well, he is one of many. I don't want to leave out any of the other two. But I was on their podcast a couple months ago, talking good old paranormal stuff and music and everything else. The Yeah, Uh-huh podcast. And with us tonight, the first half that we're going to have on, Phil. Next week, we'll have Aaron. But... This week, we have Phil. How are you doing today, Phil? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I've been checking out your pod, and, you know, the different versions, you know, the, the paranormal stuff, the music, the brackets. I've been enjoying it all, so it's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. I We always appreciate a fan, and we love having anybody on this pod, because that's the great thing about the musers. It's just anybody who has an album they think is worthy. Right. <laughs> anybody who has an album they think is worthy can bring it on. Vito, you'll be back on whenever you want to come back on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's so like an album that, you know, maybe a very popular album. You guys may not have heard it by chance. Who knows? I have a feeling that's not the case with mine, but. <laughs> um, I actually. Funny enough, I haven't heard your album before this, but I'll get into that more when, when we get. I mean, I'm sure Chancy has. I had no doubt in that on my mind, but I we'll get into that in a minute. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, but as usual on the show, because of the kind and courteous people that we are, we always start with our guest album first. So, Phil, you know the drill. What album did you bring, and why did you want to bring it? All right. Uh... All right, uh, Jeremy. Thanks. So, um, 
I brought Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden, the third album by Soundgarden from I selected that one is because uh, it kind of fit into a timeline that I'm very fond of. I got married in 1994, um, sort of on the fringes of the grunge scene, you know, and, uh, you know, I was listening to Green Day and Alice in Chains and um, that type of stuff, even uh, Pearl Jam um, and uh, the whole Seattle scene and music scene. And, but when I heard Soundgarden, which I, I think is like a, the most appropriate name for a band, by the way, because of all the divergent sounds and technical things that go on in the music that the, I don't really understand, you know, fully, but appreciate. Um, I, I found, uh, the Super Unknown album was high. It was like, their, I think there was their fourth album after this one, which had uh, Fell on Bad Days, Black Hole Sun, um, Spoon Man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I sort of retrofit motor bad motor finger into my library after discovering that album. And over time found myself playing it more and appreciating that album more than um, super unknown. Um, I feel like uh, the, uh, first of all, Chris Cornell, I think, you know, I'm a big black Sabbath fan. Right. So I think Cornell um, is one of the best, vocalists in rock history. Um, I, when I listen to him, you close your eyes and listen to him, you can imagine him singing some of the uh, Dio, Black Sabbath. You know, he can hit the rep, does rep, the same register that Ronnie could. Um, he was, you know, so you had that element right at the top. You had a great um, technically sound um, singer. Um, you had one of the top maybe 50 guitarists of all time and Kim Thale. But on top of that, they mixed all of these elements together, um, uh, you know, grunge, metal, um, alternative, punk. But the element that they really had that, that really fit my profile was the blues. There's a lot of blues in there. They're like, they seem heavily inspired by Black Sabbath uh, and, you know, Led, Zepp Led Zeppelin. I think uh, Cornell was actually... <clears throat> the talk was he's being recruited to be in Led Zeppelin at the time of the O2 concert when Robert Plant declined. Um, so a lot of the tracks on those albums, that, that album, um, Bad Motor Finger, um, just, uh, just blew my mind, you know. And I don't know, um, let me go over some of the tracks here. I, I won't list, we list our favorite, right? Our talk five at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After we all give our reviews, you do your top five, yeah. Right. And okay. Well, um, so, uh, so, slaves and bulldozers. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. 
No, no, I was going to say, no, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is that your review? But there's more. So go ahead. Go ahead. Just a little bit more. Um, like slave and, Slaves and Bulldozers, I thought it was very innovative, the way that the, the guitar riffs kind of transitioned or start and stop. Um, not, you know, not like Nirvana, not like uh, any of those bands that were, that were going at the time. Um, let's see. Not like, not like Static X. <laughs> no, not like Static X, which I actually enjoyed that album quite a bit. We'll get to that. Um, you know, Jesus Christ Pose, uh, Rusty Cage. Um, Johnny Cash redid Rusty Cage eventually on the, uh, the American albums he did with Rick Rubin. Um, I thought that's, you know, that's a great song that uh, they introduced with that album. Um, you know, outshined. So to me, that's kind of in a nutshell, um, kind of an overview of what I think of Soundgarden. It's my, it's my favorite alternative band. It's not my favorite metal band, but my favorite band from that era for sure. So, um, and, that, and to me, that's their best album. Yeah. Right, well, since I know why you brought it now, I will. I'll I'll do my review first, Jancy. Okay. Since I don't know you went first last week. I, I mean, I know Soundgarden by name, and I know them by um, Black Hole Sun. Like everybody knows that song, but it's just—I mean, they're good to me. I mean, they're good to me. I just never actually sat down and listened to one of their albums because it just the, the occasion never occurred where I had one put in front of me and someone said, "You need to hear this." Like that's how I got most of my music. But that just with Soundgarden, it never came. No reason why. I mean. My wife listens to that type of music. As soon as she hear, as soon as I asked her, I'm like, you know who this is? And she's like, is it Allison Chains? Because <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's Chris Cornell, right? I'm like, I don't know. I had to look it up. But I like Googled it. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. But so because I mean, I I know the name Chris Cornell. I just never knew what band he was in really. Right. But so yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't a bad album for damn sure. I enjoyed the hell out of it more than a certain other album. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But he's just like you, motherfucker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, when yeah. some, you lose yeah. some. Yeah. But Soundgarden is good. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I mean, I got the. I actually have honorable mentions for it as well. So I mean, that's saying something, right there. But Chancy, what did you think of Soundgarden? I mean, I I love Soundgarden. I love Sound. I liked them back when they came out. Uh. They kind of actually also always one band that uh, that Phil didn't mention was uh, Faith No More. I always felt that Soundgarden and Faith No More kind of were on par, especially with talent singers. Like Mike Patton's a super talented singer. Uh, I I can't really say anything bad at all. Because I got in on the ground floor with, you know, the video, watching the video to Black Hole Sun when it came out. I, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, that was just right when the internet, that was shortly, just before the internet took off out here. And then I just looked up everything and it was just like, oh, this is so fucking crazy. And then by the time I was able to see anything about them, they had already broke up. And then when they got back together, I actually got to see them out at Red Rocks. Uh, luckily, I kind of snuck in there. What's up, George? 
Yeah, I, I, I li- actually I literally snuck into that that show, which is funny. But yeah, I love I love Soundgarden. I can't think of anything bad. I've I've got honorable mentions for my for 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 my cut of the album as far as the rating goes. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I actually I had a good experience with pretty much all the albums this week so far. I mean, as far as I was always a fan of Manson, Static X. I mean, right. Jeremy just doesn't know what good music is. I don't know, man. You shut your dirty whore mouth, Chancy. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. My music has went over a lot of guests these last few weeks. Thank you. You just got lucky. The sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Well, you would you would know, Chancy, but I sure would. So I guess that's a teaser. We kind of know where Jeremy's going in at least one of his other albums, huh? Oh, he always. Oh, he, I, 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 I don't consider myself complete unless I get an intro on a first on a first run, or uh, get him to hate my on my album. So far, Sunhouse has kind of taken the cake as far as a number one most hated album I've made him listen to. I thought that Primus might have taken you know might have taken over, but which Primus no. album? Um, they can't. All they be all singers. can't. Yeah, they can't all be singers. Okay. I mean, no. I mean, too many puppies. Like that just takes the cake. Dude, 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 dude. The bass line is so sick, though. Yeah, less, less Claypool. Yeah, he uh, he can lay down a bass line. That's for sure. I, I like um, sailing the seas of cheese. I got that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great album. Sailing the Seas Cheese, yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, I've thought about put. I've thought about bringing it. Like, I thought about posting. Actually, I was looking at it as a potential uh, choice for this week's show. I mean, it. Yeah, that's it funny. Yeah. Um, that's funny that you actually even mentioned it because I, yeah, I was just scrolling through and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Don't you when you go to a thrift store and you see like a. A great album like that, with like a twenty cent sticker on it. Don't you buy it just for the hell of it? It's like nobody else is going to get this, right? I might, right. Not <laughs> I might have, I might stream it anyway. But I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab it anyway, and it'll look good in my car anyway. You know. Yeah, you can have that physical copy. I mean, yeah. if I can get, I mean, I've just very, uh, I'd say within the past like two or three years, I picked up a massive vinyl collection that I've had to like physically go through and trim down just because I didn't have the room for it. Just, I, you know, I didn't know what to do with the money they were giving us for nothing. So like, I was like, fuck, I'm going to buy records. Mm-hmm. I went to a, I went to a flea market and just bought boxes of records. And a lot of them ended up being like, you know, first, like first editions, like uh, Van Halen, Van Halen, yeah. And I'm literally looking at Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, in the box right now. Sweet, I know it's so it's bad, it's so <laughs> awesome. Jancy, why don't we let Phil give his top five for his album? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, well, I gave it. Yeah, I gave it some thought. I had to jot it down here because there were quite a few contenders. <laughs> but we'll start mm-hmm. with number five, Outshined. Um. Number four, Drawing Flies. 
Number three, Rusty Cage. Number two, Jesus Christ Pose. And number one, Slaves and Bulldozers. Um, uh, and my honorable mention, I mean, I could, you know, I could have counted down from uh, 14. I mean, I, I like almost all the songs at the, on the album. There, there's maybe one or two I could throw out, but uh, Holy Water, Searching with My Good Eye Closed. I listened to that. <laughs> That in because man, I listened to that today at lunch and I was like, okay, that's got to go back. And you know, I hadn't heard this album until recently, maybe for 15 20 years, and then somewhere, which was something that their new base, new basis at the time wrote. Um, and that's a killer song, also. So, uh, but uh, Slaves and Bulldozers, I, I love that. The vocals in that is, is just insane, you know, when he uh starts singing, you know, bleed your heart out, you know. And the guitar riff, that's just like solid, man. That's just so good. Um, so there's mine. All right. Well, it's funny because we actually had a lot of the same songs, just not in the same numbers, mainly. Okay. Same. But, but my, I had one honorable mention, and that was Outshined. Because that was actually on my list pretty early, but it got pushed down every time. Yeah. But... Number five was Slaves and Bulldozers, because I did think that the guitar in that song was amazing. Number four is Face Pollution, which, fuck, fuck, I meant to use that in the intro for you, Chancy, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Face face Pollution is number four. It was a good song. I like the, I like the lyrics in it. And number three was Room a Thousand Years Wide, because that song was kind of trippy. Like, it's deep as shit, too, but... And speaking of shit, number two was Drawing Flies, because that, the, just that whole song, the lyrics, the guitar, everything about it was great. And of course, number one had to be Jesus Christ Pose, because it made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And that might be one of my new sayings now, is I'm in my Jesus Christ Pose. <laughs> I read somewhere that uh, they were intentionally... Uh... Um, cagey with the lyrics, you know, it, 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 you know, they're not intended to be, uh, you know, interpreted. There's so many ways that you can interpret it. And like Jesus Christ pose was like, uh, sort of, uh, going after, you know, celebrities and people that are like, you know, feel, act like they're so put upon, you know, that they're actually yeah. the weight of the world and all this shit. And they're really over dramatic and manipulative, you know? But. Yeah, Zach, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I mean, it's just, it's honestly, for an early 90s metal CD, this is actually really good. Like, that's my bottom line for it. Because, I mean, there's a lot of them out there, and a lot of them are just all sounds the same, like some of the ones that somebody else here has brought on this podcast before. But, Bush, <laughs> Bush, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Dancy, you can give your top five next. Man, I had three honorable mentions for me. Uh, number eight was uh, Slaves and Bulldozers. Uh, number seven was Holy Water. Number six was uh, New Damage. Uh, five was Outshined. Four was Face Pollution. Yeah, we matched. Yeah. Uh, three was Searching with My Good Eye Closed. Uh, number two was Mind Riot, and uh, number one was Drawing Flies. Yeah. 
Solid. Good verse. It was a solid album. I was like, fuck, I don't know, man. I gotta I knew I couldn't put out Shine too high on the list because that was the the single basically off of it that they play that had got the most radio play. Right. So I was like, can't I can't lean too hard on that one. Especially, you know. This was like when MTV not only did they still play videos, you know, you you did recognize the right played them enough where they became a part of the canon of the band, you know, that outshine video. Black Hole Sun, especially. I mean, that was oh for sure that that really like set the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it, it was. I mean, like like I said, Black Hole Sun. I definitely freaking know that one without even thinking about it. I mean, if you asked me five years ago who who sings this, I'd be like, I, I don't include Nirvana. Like, <laughs> but like I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But but lately, I've been hearing shit from different brackets we've done on Bracket Bastards. So. I think Black Hole Sun was on one of them, if I'm mistaken. But so that wraps up our guest album. And I think we'll go with my album next, just so I could save the uh, roasting for last. Best for last. <laughs> Roast, roasting for last, but yes. <laughs> Which the album I brought this week, because I heard sound, I, put, I previewed some Soundgarden. I'm like, all right, who am I going to match with early 90s metal? And, you know, and I was just like, you know what? I've yet to bring Marilyn Manson on this show and we're like 20 something episodes in and I'm like, this is a travesty. It needs to be corrected right now, sir. So I booking through his albums for like a second and I hit mechanical animals and I was like, yes, definitely the first one that's going on there. There's many more to come in the future, but that one's definitely the one that's going on there. And I mean, so yeah, I brought Marilyn Manson's mechanical animals, his third CD. I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, but I think so. Yeah. It, it was the first one in his like big trilogy of CDs that were like the rock star albums of his 90s career. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just, it touches on life in such a perfect way. Like, especially to a teenager growing up in the 2000s, like it, even then it made sense still. I mean, it still makes sense to anybody, but it's when he was at his greatest. It's the greatest lyrics he wrote. It's just when he was at his prime. And Mechanical Animals is an amazing CD. So I had to bring it to match Soundgarden and the other band. But um, <laughs> but as our guest, you get to give your review next there, Phil. Okay. All right. Uh, so I wasn't a big Manson fan when he came out. Um, I just felt like it was a little bit of a work. I thought, you know, you know, I love Kiss. I love theatrical rock and everything like that. But I I was like, this guy, I don't know. But I I love a lot of beautiful people of of, uh, Antichrist Superstar, you know, uh, different things he did. uh, Some of the covers like Sweet Dreams, you know, they they were cool, you know, atmospheric. uh, 
you know, creepy. I like that. You know, it was dark, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't compelled to like dive in. I wasn't going all in. So I never heard mechanical uh, animals. I did hear dope show. I like dope show. You know, the, the video also was startling for the time, you know, he had bigger yeah, it was. Sam Anderson, you know, it was crazy. Um, uh, but when I listened to the album, I, I gave it one listen, and I think I commented to you, Jeremy, the other night. I was you like, did. I, I was kind of fighting through it. I was like, I, some of this stuff is just kind of just laying there, you know. Uh, some of it, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, I know it's ambitious. It's an ambitious album, and I read a little bit about it, and it's like, well, you know, there's a con it's a concept album, you know. He's this character named Omega, who's an alien, and he's also another character that that's in the the world of reality or something. And, and it's, it's sort of, it, it struck me. It was kind of like Ziggy Stardust, you know? Okay. That's cool. Now listen to it a second time. And it start, you know, somebody, you know, it started to emerge with a little bit more resonance, I guess. And, you know, I liked a little bit more of it. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a good album. I liked, uh, you know, I get into to my rankings here in a second, but I liked the harder rockers best. You know, I just, I didn't like, the one, what was the one towards the end? Second to last song about the end of the last, world. Last day on earth. Last day on earth. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, oh, reminded man. me of the man who fell to earth or something. I don't know. It's just, or, oh, uh, let's do it for a country or something from Greece or whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> I didn't care for it. It seemed incongruous in the context of the rest of the album. But I liked, you know, I overall liked it. And I, I give, I commend him for, for, uh, reaching and doing an ambitious record like that and kind of emerging from the grunge space, you know, getting away from Trent Reznor, who was apparently a big influence on his antichrist superstar. Oh yes, he was. <laughs> so I give him credit for that. And there are, there are definitely some good songs. I had no problem coming up with five and I even have a couple honorable mentions. So, All right. Well, I'm glad to I'm glad you came around to it there, but and Facebook user, we don't know who you are that's heckling us. So. <laughs> there's a lot of there, there's a lot of there's a lot of options of who you could be, so that I could think of even. So I don't I don't know. Do I but, do I get my uh, five here, or we wait till everybody gets a review? Gotta wait till uh, Sir Chance a lot here gives his review. Gotcha. Oh, I I mean, I this is kind of where. I met my Manson wall, like everything else kind of, I, I can't really think of anything else after this that I really got into, but I, I loved the stuff before like Antichrist Superstar, Smells Like Children, just, you know, those are, those didn't, are good albums. And there's, didn't, uh, didn't Antichrist come out after Mechanical? No. Antichrist came. Antichrist Superstar definitely came out before uh, Mechanical Animals. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Instant feedback. But uh, I know, right? Yeah. Instant feedback. But uh, I, I mean, I, I even had a honorable mention with mine. Um. It was not difficult for me to pull five out. The top three was almost immediately just off the top of my head, cements just cemented mm -hmm. in stone. 
Because I remember when it came out, I was just like, oh. Top 12. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a, like I said, it's a good album. I, I got no qualms with them. Yeah, I mean, I. It's funny because I didn't get in. I, I didn't even say this in the beginning, but I didn't get into Manton until like he got done with like all his like first big albums and like he went that little hiatus when he released his greatest hits. Like he went on a little bit of a hiatus for like three years, four years, and like it was after that when he came out with um the first album back in like oh seven. That was the one that got me into him really, and then I went back to his old stuff and listened to all of it, and I yeah. I fell in love with everything he ever did. I mean, some of his newer stuff is not as great as his old stuff, but it's still amazing. I mean, it's still Marilyn Manson. And his voice is just eargasm. Like, I listen to him and I'm in my happy place any day of the week. So, and not the freaking cover remake shit that he did, because I like that shit. But no, I need his original stuff he wrote with his own freaking pen. Like, and plus, he wrote a really good biography. I will say that. His biography is interesting as shit. Yeah, I'd like to, that, you know, I'd be interested in that. Was that Rose McGowan in the Coma White video? When he was a probably, he, he was, yeah, I think he they were, while. yeah. I was gonna say they were together for a while, so it, they, I think it might have been, it would have been, yeah, late 90s. He was with her, he was, she was like one of the big first big celebrity girlfriends he had, so right. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's possible because, yeah, they, ooh, he wrote a lot of songs about her after they broke up, but. <laughs> I don't think they're so friendly anymore. I don't think. No, they, I don't think they've been. They've been friendly, I don't think they've been friendly in twenty years, almost. But, <laughs> but, well, as far as my top five go for this, I do have seven honorable mentions. Jesus Christ! I could have pulled the Jeremy, but there's a couple songs I left off just for fuck's sake. Literally, so, only a couple songs. It's Marilyn Manson, dude. Come on. Worship at the feet of the God Himself, but <laughs> but yeah. So number twelve was New Mall number fifteen because amazing song. Not gonna go into all the details of the lower ones here because I got notes on the other ones. Number eleven was Great Big White World because it's just like the best opening track for this CD. And I I mean I like that he kind of starts it off and ends it on like the lighter notes and then kicks up the heavy in between like I like that like it's a good way to like tell a story like the birth is quiet and the death is quiet like that's a good metaphor kind of kind of building to a crescendo kind of exactly yeah. and that's why number ten was last day on earth because I do love that song like that song is so trippy as hell if you're stoned like if you're stoned out of your mind driving it's just like whoa. <laughs> I would be. Chancy, you know. I would be. <laughs> Chancy, you know what I'm talking about. But number nine was post-human because about three minutes in, that like techno part, like dance club mix part that he does is freaking incredible. And it's just an amazing song. Like every song, on this, every song on the CD is freaking so good. <laughs> I can't. I can't deny it. It is. I mean, I this is one CD I never had to skip a song on. Well, besides maybe the two I left out once in a while, depending on my mood. But number eight was "Rock Is Dead" because that was a classic. Like that was a classic like radio song. So like I kept it lower because everybody knows that song. But number seven is when it gets serious, and that's "Mechanical Animals" itself, the title song. I mean, 
when I was a when I got into into him as like a late teenager, uh, the whole "I'm just a boy playing the Suicide King" thing like got to me so hard. Like every time I heard that lyric, I was just like, "Oh, that's rough. That's rough." Like that touches too close to home. But I don't know. It just that one stuck with me always. Number six was fundamentally loathsome because a the guitar solo in the middle of it is freaking incredible. Like his musicians are so good. And plus the whole, if my if I love myself, I would shoot you. Like I could relate to that with so many girls I dated in college and after college. Like if I love myself, I would have fucking shot them. So like that's yeah, it. I, I took note of that guitar solo too, Jeremy. That was I didn't like that song. I mean, if all the way up until then. And then when that guitar solo kicked in, I was like, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. What, oh, Two minutes and twenty-five seconds in, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I didn't write the time for that one, but Chancy, what's the name of his guitarist again? I can't think of it at this moment, but I know I know it. Uh, Twiggy. Yeah, Twiggy Ramirez, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, which I mean, I love that his band did the whole thing where they each took like the first name of a famous like woman from from like entertainment. And like the last, the last name they took a serial killer last name. Like I love that they did that to make the band. Like that's just the coolest feature of a band. That like band, Marilyn... sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but number five was "I Want to Disappear" because I used to relate that song in college all the time. Like, and sometimes these days I still do really do it. But become a hermit in the woods, but. Number four was Speed of Pain because that song is just like a freaking emotional roller coaster. Like it goes from like a crazy breakup type scenario to like a love my life scenario almost. Like, like can't sleep on my back because there's a knife for every day I've known you. Like, ooh, that shit cuts deep. That shit, that line right there just cuts deep. Like everybody's had that relationship in their life where it feels like that. And then at the end when it's like the whole I hope we die holding hands. Like it's kind of creepy almost the way it turns. Like I don't know. At least to me it was. But number three was disassociative because I've always been disassociative with society. So that song cuts deep as well. I mean your world the world literally is killing me at all times because I hate this world. But so I love that song. Number two was user-friendly because I love when Marilyn Manson goes dirty in his songs and just like makes like a dirty, basically makes like a pure sex song. And that's what user-friendly was to me. Use me when you want to come. When I'm in you, I want to die. Like, it's such like an abusive relationship song. Like, it's just Marilyn Manson. Like, I kind of see him and Rose McGowan's relationship ending in this one, actually, if I think about it. But, <laughs> but, and of course, number one, and it would have been user-friendly, but everything got pushed down to the last track on the CD because Coma White. My One of my friends in college used to always tell me when I would listen to, like, the Marilyn Manson's Greatest Hits, he's like, why don't they have Coma White and Coma Black on this CD? Those are his two best songs ever. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. And years later, when I t- finally heard these two songs. I was just like in shock. I'm like, why don't they have any- those in his greatest hits? 
like Coma Black and Coma White are two of the most amazing songs he did ever do. I think Coma Black's on Antichrist, but Coma White is just even better, I think. I think it's like the best song he's ever done because it just hits reality for so many people. More now than ever, but he didn't plan it that way. Like, it's all about just the pills that are in this world that you can take for everything. Like, literally, there's a pill for every little thing, and it's killing people. And the fact that he wrote a song about that was incredible. And the way he did it was just so storytelling way. Like, plus that music. Like, I love it. I love, like, the weird-ass music that he had in, like, all his songs. Like, that's why he got big, because he was original with the music on, like, a lot of the 90s bands, Bush. But... But that's that's my top twelve from the end of my tirade. But as a guest, you get to go next, Phil. All right. Well, I you know I like you know a lot of the ones you mentioned there. Um, I guess I've got seven since I got honorable mention. So I'll start at seven. New model number fifteen. I liked. uh, You know, to me, I was like. it, you know that's perfect. That that's the that's the end of the album for me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, Coma White. I, I for all the reasons you mentioned, you know that that is a definitely a a good capper on the album. Um, a pill to make you numb. A drug to make you dumb. A pill to make you anybody else. All the drugs in the world won't save her from herself. You know that was pretty, that was a that was a statement song. That was really cool. You know. Um, user friendly for the same reasons you mentioned. It was really, really dirty. <laughs> you know, it was like, and it was like uh, anger sex. You know, it was really kind of lurid, um, creepy. Which is, I think, that's where that's where he's got to stay. That's his, uh, that's his wheelhouse. You know, um, I want to disappear. Let me see. Um, uh, that one just melodically, I liked it. I mean, I just liked the riffs in it. I mean, it's just really good uh, thumper, you know. Um, I don't like the drugs, but it, but the drugs like me, number three. That was, I overplayed. I couldn't put that on my list. I overplayed it too much in my youth, and I just can't stand <laughs> it anymore. Well, okay. So I think my top three are going to probably be the, the most popular songs on the album. Um Dope Show number two, love Dope Show. That's that's uh, that's really good. That's a really good uh, song for Omega. And the um, other song I and, and and that's the other song I didn't put on my list. <laughs> <laughs> for same reasons, I assume. I uh, no, honestly, I was just never a fan of it. Like it's just like too slow moving, too unlike him. Like it just it doesn't seem like his tempo. It is unlike him. I think so. I think you're right there. I mean, it's not like the industrial metal at all. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's almost pop, poppy, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the video is kind of like trippy as hell, though. I do like the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, like wherever they filmed the videos for Blood Sugar Sex Magic, somewhere off in the hills, they were shooting this one in the same location. It's almost like it had that same kind of weird... Um, weird sky. Maybe they're like two sons or some shit. Um, but I love Rock is Dead. I mean, that's just killer rock and roll. I mean, that's just that you know that that's the best song in the album as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, that that's the one that was on his greatest hits out of this CD. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the first songs I ever heard from him, and I I knew that song. Well, and I'm I'm sure that if I were a, Ma a Manson aficionado, I'd have been sick and tired of that shit by now too. But you know, there's a reason I guess why I wound up on that greatest hits. Yeah, so. uh, I mean it's yeah, I, I and it was on my list. Rockers that was on my list, so I I mean it's a good song. It's it's funny because uh, neither of the drug songs ended up on his. Uh, oh no, actually no, I'm sorry. The dope show was on his greatest hits, of course, but the other one, the better one, wasn't. But but, Chancy, sir, your top five. I uh, I had two honorable mentions. Uh, Coma White, um, Great Big White World. Uh, number five was uh, user friendly. Uh, number four was post human. And then I pretty much went with the three pops. Like I went, Rock is Dead is number three. I don't like the drugs was number two, and I like Dope Show, dude. Dope Show was fucking bad. I liked it because it was a, uh, for me, it was a welcome change of pace. Because like I remembered. The first exposure I ever had to Manson was his cover of Sweet Dreams. And yeah, the way that, the way that he had his guitarist, you know, muck around with the with the guitar lick like that. And then I also like the fact that you went through the whole, you know, beautiful people experience that was just, just a bare, like a shifting gears. Bam. And I then just, oh, I gotta say, beautiful people. That was actually my first exposure to Manson because of SmackDown. Oh, uh, right on. Makes sense. And so then... Uh, theme song for many years. <laughs> you know, Dope Show, that's just basically like, you know, shifting back into, you know, just into a different gear. Because it's not... It's, it's, it's not slow. It's not soft. But it also... It's not hard. But it, 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 it also is all of those things. Because, I mean, just that... You know, just that bass, that just that, just that grinding, dumb, 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 just, just, it just wears you down. I loved it. I don't know. I, I, I thought all, I thought all three of the most popular songs on that album were probably the most popular songs in the mainstream concept. I do like Coma White, though. I, I mean. I do agree with your friend as far as why isn't Coma White on the greatest hits albums, but I really haven't checked his greatest hits albums out, so I don't know. Uh it's called it's called Lest We Forget. That's the name of his greatest hits album. And yeah, I remember I, I remember I when it was FYE. released anyway. Yeah, I bought it at FYE when it came out. Like well, not when it came out, but like I found it at FYE one day and I bought it and because I had like a, a burnt CD of some of his songs, but I wanted like the real Grace hit, so you know. But I was I was happy with it. It made, it made me get into him, and then I found all his other songs that are better than the Grace hits or the so-called Grace hits. But <laughs> but well, that concludes talking about Marilyn Manson. Unfortunately, because I could talk about him all day. And no, he did not take his own rib out to suck his co own cock. So just putting it out there. He just yeah, that, his, that was so he, dumb. <laughs> he he just spelled that in his biography. So, um, you keep mentioning his greatest hits. What's that? You know, I might check that out. I mean, uh, you know, there's enough it, there that 
That was a great. Yeah, I mean, it's called Lest We Forget. It's that's okay. the that's the name of it. It's, they probably have more than one of his greatest albums now because they throw those together for like every couple of years for every artist ever. But, right. And then they start remastering them and adding every yeah. little set, uh, track they have on the board and all that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the funny thing with your CD, Phil, was with Soundgarden, like the version I had on Spotify was remastered. So yeah. they had, it was, it was four CDs like together. Like it was like two plus hours of listening time. Yeah. I mean, I only, I only did the first CD because I'm like, I ain't doing all the outtakes and then the lives and lives again. Like, no, I'm good. But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'll listen to the main CD. But, well, yeah, I listened to, well, I went to YouTube and listened to it. And I think I listened to not the remastered the original. Uh, somebody put the original uh, CD out there. And production wise, it wasn't, it didn't sound that great. You know, it kind of showed, showed its age. So. Probably the uh, remastered version of that album would probably be the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, trust me. Ch Ch I mean, there's some seeds before that Chancey tried to make listen to like the original version of it. I was like, yeah, I can't find it anywhere. So yeah, bye. <laughs> I'll listen to the new one. Yeah. But the new one always remastered usually sounds better. I mean, I rarely find it's missing things. Like they usually make everything, every little bit of it sound a little bit better. But right. I mean, I've heard things in remastered. I never heard in the original versions of songs. So. But that means we're moving on to the last CD, Sir Chance of Lots. Chancey, what CD did you bring and why in the hell did you bring it? Uh, I brought fucking Static X. It's fucking Wisconsin Death Trip, man. Dude, like I just when you picked Manson, I was like, okay, well, you know, that brought me a little bit more forward, and I was like, well, let's flash a little bit more forward when I was, you know, because like I remember we already did uh, Disturb, so like I would have brought that one, but I was like, no, I'll dial it out. I almost thought about bringing Faith No More as well as Primus as previously just as previously mentioned, um, but. I came across one of the tracks off of Wisconsin Death Trip, and I was like, solid. Easy, easy top five, easy, easy honorable mentions. So I, I definitely went with fucking just, I mean, so many great songs on there. Can't even, I mean, there's a lot of them that I can skip, but there's equally the same amount that I could listen to, which is, which will be illustrated by the, you know, rundown i have i don't have 12 items on my list but you know i got i got i got three i got three honorable mentions but you know i'm curious to hear everybody... it is a good album yeah not what i said but um <laughs> oh oh yeah but i had to correct you no you didn't but um i'm gonna let phil go first of course if he's a guest you may give you a review of static ex all right well, you know, my my coworker Nick, and he picked this up from some I don't know Nick Lafon or some shit. Uh, talks about Cookie Monster Rock, and that's where the vocalists, you know, in these metal bands where they they they're so they scream so loud, <laughs> monotone screech that it sounds like the Cookie Monster. And I think that the the, the DJ actually started screaming that shit, uh, 
you know, something like I cookies, I want cookie to listening to uh, Slayer or something. So that's what I thought when I first heard the first track, Push It. You know, I hadn't heard this album. I have friends that are metal fans that I talked to. I asked, hey, have you heard of Static X? Have you heard this album? And they had not heard of it. So um, so I, I was truly indoctrinated here because I, I had never heard any of this. But uh, I, I listened to it twice. And I read about the band. I, heard, I saw that Wayne passed away in like 2014, Wayne Static. Yeah read about the story of the album that he had seen a book that featured all of these pictures of dead people and corpses and stuff from something that happened in Wisconsin. It almost seemed like a paranormal event or something. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so that was interesting. And then, uh, and then I listened to the whole album once and I, I've, I felt like there was more to it than Cookie Monster Rock. You know, it wasn't just, you know, it was really heavy riffs, but there was some good singing in there. There was even some good backup singing on one track that I almost thought, well, that almost sounds like the, the fifth dimension crept into the, the back of the stage or something. You know, it was like, I can't think, I can't remember which track it was. I have it in my notes, but, but um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I came up with five plus a couple honorable mentions. Um, I really, really liked Otsigilation. I mean, that's a really, that's a right. song. I mean, that song is really good. And apparently there's a story behind that because Wayne apparently went to Western Mission, getting university or something. Oh, which was near Otsego, uh, the city of Otsego. And so that town appears on like all, or three of their albums early in their career and stuff. So, um, I really, I ended up really liking, I'd have to say, you know, I only got like uh, seven tracks, but I, I really did like the album. You know, I, I can't listen to, uh, I can't listen to all of Pantera, you know, I like uh, Cowboys from Hell. You know? Right. I do like uh, some Slayer, you know, uh, but really my groove is more Metallica because there's more blues in it, you know, or Megadeth more so than this uh higher octane death metal or whatever but this album i think finds a niche that uh, that i can really you know i can really appreciate so i did like the album nice damn i could have brought megadeth i didn't think about that but (laughs) (laughs) motorhead Motorhead. love motorhead i've heard of static x I've heard of I've heard of the band Static X, and I think for some reason I follow uh, Wayne Static on Facebook. I don't know why, but I do. Um, and I mean, they're not horrible. I mean, they're kind of like screamo to me. But James like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> but I mean, they weren't bad. I I I got a top five pretty easy from them. I mean. I like the name of the album because I think Wisconsin Death Trick Trip. I'm thinking of the Beast of the Lamb Between the Lakes. That's Dogman territory. So I'm thinking that's the Wisconsin Death Trip right there is going there. But but I didn't mind it. It wasn't horrible, horrible. I mean, they're better than Bush. Yeah. And every, and every, yeah, everything's yeah. everything's <laughs> everything's better than Sunhouse. So, but so. I didn't think it was bad though. I enjoyed I enjoyed it to some degree at least. I mean, it's not something I would ever actually like listen just put it on my car while I'm driving, but it, I enjoyed it. But uh, your CD Chancy, what were your top 
five or nine or whatever. I had, uh, yeah, like I said, I had three uh, honorable mentions. Uh, number eight was uh, Fix. I liked it mostly just because of the fact that it requires a lot of technical prowess to be able to say, tune it in, chill out, drop dead, I need a fix, multiple times without air, and then go from doing that just to just, just fucking let it out. Fucking, you got to, first you've got to concentrate, then it's just an explosion. Kind of like uh, gymnastics or something. Some, yeah, some stuff right? it's like really rapid. <laughs> right. Uh, number seven was uh, STEM. Uh, number six was I Am. And, I mean, I love I Am. I Am's awesome. Number five was uh, Ostigolation. Fucking love that song. Great song. Uh, Push It, number four. Uh, I mean, it was... It was there. I mean, that was what they used for the single. But for me, I mean, my favorites, my top three, number three for me is Love Dump. I'm I'm a sucker for a good sample. You know, and it's I can't believe I'm letting you do this to me. And then it busts into that fucking like what the fuck? <laughs> fucking uh, number two, Wisconsin Death Trip. Fucking it's a great fucking song. Also great vocals. And then uh, number one for me is always, it's one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's I'm With Stupid. Fucking love that song. I can't even, like, just, just when I first, ever since I first heard it, it also draws back to my undying love of a good sample. Like when she's all talking, you know, uh, do I grab my shovel? Fucking, it's what? 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 We're, I'm listening to the guitar riff. Getting into the music. Do I grab my shovel? What? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Get your shovel. What are we doing? Yeah. Most famous and then I grab. My name is Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Fucking yeah. great album, man. Well, Phil, that means it's time for your top five of Chansey's album. All right. Um, I've got Sweat of the Bud in number seven. Um, I like that. Apparently, it's a play on a, uh, a, a term. Um, as I, I read what the meaning of the, the original term was, but I, I'm not going to look it up right now. Um, fix. I did like Fix. You know, it was the double entendre. You know, is he talking about a woman or is he talking about something else? You know, he's talking about drugs or whatever. Um, Wisconsin Death Trip at number five. Um, I'm with you, Chancy. I like I am. I think I've got Oscillation at number three, but really these top three are almost interchangeable. I, so uh, number two, I got Trance is the Motion. Trance really is the Motion is fucking great. Yeah. And you know what I thought of when I was listening to that? And I know we talk about Bowie because Manson's kind of like a glam rocker, you know, Ziggy Stardust. The uh, the riff in that, or at the beginning of that, reminded me of a, of a Bowie song called uh, um, I'm Afraid of Americans. You know? It, it, it you know, really did. It, it reminded me of that to some extent. So I really, and I love that song too, but. Um, and then number one, I got push it. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, I like I trade. the album. Yeah. It's funny you keep saying David, like the whole David Bowie. Because, uh, I mean, Marilyn Manson actually looked in his biography, he looked up to David Bowie. Yeah. So, so I mean, he did take a lot of inspiration from him. That's the funny part. But no, he's, Bowie's inspired uh, everybody. Really. Uh, yeah. But, well, for my top five, and I only had five, because, I mean, I, I could have tried to pull an honorable mention or two, or two out, but, I mean, they all sound too similar to me to freaking do that. But number five was STEM. That was one of the first ones to make my list, actually, I think. Number four was Push It, because that is a damn good song, and I just kept thinking of the Salt and Pepper song the whole time, too. I don't know why, but... <laughs> Number number th- number three was Bled for Days because I actually did really enjoy that song. Another good one. Another good one. And number two was Wisconsin Death Trip because I love that song. Nice. And number one, of course, was because you both had it, but it wasn't high enough. Number one is I Am. Like that to me, they, they I can't even think of who they of of who of who they sounded like. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, impo- that's all I had. I mean, it wasn't a bad album. Just not when I would, if it comes on the car, my mix is, I'm just going to be like, boom. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, unless I'm in a mood. Unless I'm in a mood. But, well, that kills all three CDs for tonight, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know who would be the whose CD was really the winner this week. There was no CD that everybody loved. So, like, more than the other CDs. So much that, like, I don't know. Eh, we don't do winners in this show for that reason. It's just too hard to choose. Right. I feel like I, I wanted to have honorable mentions, but I feel like you guys don't necessarily feel like you have to. Right? Well, Yeah, it's your call. Yeah. I mean... There, are, there, there have been plenty of episodes where I have an animal mention for every CD, or at least two or three for every CD. Like it depends on what it is. Yeah, it's just the way it goes sometimes. And a lot of Chancey stuff I don't, but on some of it, I mean, Chancey's introduced me to some of my favorite bands now. So on this yeah. show, like, well, DFD, I like, DFD, DFD I like the life. premise of your show. I like the way that, uh, like you said, like you told me, you know, it's introducing you to music. Like it's not like these bands haven't been around for twenty, sometimes thirty years, but I had not heard either one of these full albums. It's yeah, I, I'm I'm really it, it become exhilarated. Like on our show, we've uh, reviewed some things that Aaron, you're going to have on next, yep. has introduced me to. He's very eclectic. I remember I heard you guys talking about the Dead on your last episode, and I don't think either one of you are huge fans of the Dead, but who would? He would uh, go on and on about that, but uh, um, yeah. So I really, I think you guys got a really good show here. I really enjoy listening to it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know I know I can throw one on when I'm out there grilling or driving to work or something like that, and it, it turns me on to some shit I've not heard before, and that's what it's all about. I think, you know, exactly. I mean, that's why we love doing the show. It's just yeah. It's introduced, I just said, introduce me to bands I've never heard of that I like now, and. Chancy, I think I might do that to him once or twice, but he knows about most bands, so I usually don't surprise him too much. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, 
he knows the, the catalogs. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I got a weird, I got a weird variety thing. They're, they're, he, he surprises me a lot more than he lets on. I'm more, I'm more surprised at his eclectic uh, liking of European, the different European metal bands that he throws at me. I'm always like, what? We're gonna listen to this now. Like, all right, well, here we go. Fucking one. I wasn't ready for this one this week, but we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> there was a there's a documentary a few years ago. And I can't think of the name of it, but the guy the the guy went down every type of metal there is, and he had something like he had a chalkboard, and he'd listed something like forty five different sub sets of metal. You know, death metal. Yeah. Thrash. I want to say I think it's called like the metal, the story of metal. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that that was entertaining. It was hilarious just to see. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, well, it's like just it's like, know there. Just know there's a metal band out there that likes to wear transformer suits while they perform. Wow. Yeah. They performed well, at the Gathering I mean, of the Juggalos a, a couple years in a row. That's pretty cool. I mean, that is cool. Everybody's got. I mean, if you can't do it, you know, if you can't do it right, you may as well have a good gimmick, right? Be theatrical, at least. Someone should. Someone should tell. Go tell Bush that. But (laughs) you know, Lisa says she's a juggalo. I'm surprised she didn't take your invitation to come on because she thinks she's a juggalo. I, I, I really don't think she knows what a juggalo is, but. She she tells me she is one. Uh, she went to a she went to a concert with her family one time, and I don't believe that the insane clown posse opened for them. But but they were playing a lot of music or something. And she came home and she had a blast. She had a great time. Got wasted and everything. And so ever since then, she considers herself a insane clown posse uh, fan. So um, yeah, we keep well, working on her. See if she'll come on. Yeah, keep at her. We got we got all December open at this point. Actually, got to start getting some bookings done. But I'm working on that this week. Cool. But but we want to thank our guest Phil from, for coming on, of course. And Phil, tell the good people about your podcast for a minute. All right, thanks, Jeremy. Um, yeah, uh huh. Very nondescript title is appropriate because we pretty much interview almost anyone and talk about almost anything um it's sort of like us uh playing uh grown up or something you know we 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 do true crime we do music we do interviews we do movies we're probably a victim of being so uh vast in our interests but the uh the url of our website is yeah dash uh uh dash huh dot com and all of our social media is at yeah at yeah uh-huh pod at yeah uh-huh pod so that's where we can be found we found them be found on most platforms you know apple spotify um, yeah there we go well, yep. Check it out, folks. It's an interesting show. They get a lot of good guests, including yours truly. So, I mean, hey. But fun. Yep. Chance a lot. Where can they find you and all your 
glorious graybeardness. Well, I mean, when I'm not here, uh, I can always be found in, of course, the Book of Faces uh, under my name. Uh, the Bracket Bastards podcast. Uh, I have an Instagram, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Instagram and a uh, TikTok at the Red Eye Roundtable. I got a Twitter at Red Eye Table. And uh, coming hopefully sooner than later, the resurgence of the Red Eye Roundtable, which is, is not too dissimilar from the Yaha podcast. It's just kind of a chop it up to, together and call it stew. I like yeah. that. I like the I like the premise of it. It's always been a great it it's a great thing. It's a good show. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun that way. Keeps you yeah. engaged. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. I, I I actually have kicked myself a few times for not want to for not starting a show like that because there's so many guests that like I'd love to talk to, but they just don't match my show at all. So I can't do it really. Like I can't make it work and actually have people listen to it. So but yeah. I, I agree. But we have a couple shows coming up down the road, hopefully as well. Chancey and I are starting a couple of the ideas, maybe. But working on it, gotta find the time where the wife won't kill me for podcasting. But right, <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah, she's killing me because she's into podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of booking today, and she's getting emails, and she's getting you know the temperature's going up by the minute because he's like oh my god how many people have you scheduled so, yeah we gotta well yeah i mean it's 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 hectic always i just literally edited like eight podcast episodes yesterday and then like four or five so far today trying to catch up before my long weekend <laughs> but yeah. anything fun though i mean good lord i mean we started doing this because of COVID, basically. Lisa started yeah. working from home. We couldn't see people. It was like, let's, you know, we're, we're going stir crazy. Let's just start a podcast and start, you know, talking to interesting people and see how it goes. What the hell? What do we got to lose? And it's like, it just became, started to feed off of one show fed off the other. You know, it's like, it just, it, you know, I really enjoy it. The only thing I don't like is the, you know, I, I enjoy the creative side of doing the editing and adding music and then shit to it. But it's like, um, you know, talking to the people is really the, the best part. So that's, that's what it's all yeah. about. Oh yeah. The editing's obviously always the worst part, always, <laughs> but yeah. having to come up with a show title and everything else and my description is just like, ugh, work. Yeah. but <laughs> I mean, I, I mean for this show, it's pretty damn easy actually, cause I'm used to it and I have a format, but for my other show, it's a lot like I got to think of a lot more, shit for it so it's like eh. mm -hmm. but that's why that's what i'm trying to get it all done at once because i'm already got stuff edited ready to release set up till the new year so i'm good for a while good for but, you. good that's good yeah it's good hopefully i can take part of december off from interviewing we'll see but <laughs> for all of our listeners you know you can find us on facebook as paranormal new normal slash maniacal music musings podcast with us facebook group which that's that name, that name's gonna be ch changing soon. I gotta talk to Chancy about that. I have an idea, but and you can find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. 
And you can find us on YouTube just by searching the name Maniacal Music Musings. And we will be back next week yet with Aaron from the Yeah Aha podcast. And I, he was flip-flopping on what he was going to bring, so I don't want to announce it now for him. But as soon as he, well, you'll see what it is next week, listeners. So, because yeah. uh, we have no idea what we're bringing yet either. So, we will see and have a good week, everybody. And thank you once again, Phil, for coming on. It's been a fun time with you. It's been great, man. All right. Appreciate it. Bye, Chancey. Bye. Uh... Thank you.